Welcome, Rink Rats, to this Blackhawk Rinkcast Episode 4, sponsored by PuckHockey.com. That's P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. Uh, don't forget that discount code, the Rink. Uh, today is Sunday, November 19th, 2017. I am Jeff Osborne, better known as his gatekeeper, and I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Double J John Jekyll, and we are your trusted sources for the newest hockey hangout, the-rink.com. Uh, John, how you doing, buddy? I am well. How are you, sir? Good, good. A uh, little sore, but, uh, you know, how us old guys get injured all the time, so. I know about us old guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nursing a back injury, and yeah, it's not good. But uh, uh, that giggling you heard in the background uh, was one of our guests tonight from the 312 podcast in sportsmockery.com. Uh, Matt Zozawaski. Hello, sir. What's going on, fellas? How you doing, buddy? Welcome. Welcome back. Good to have you on, Matt. Oh, glad to be here. I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing there at the dash ring. <laughs> Thanks for you're like a seasoned pro. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and also, last but not least, and we don't want to forget about him, we have sports mockery senior Blackhawks writer and warrior hockey VIP. <laughs> Mark Paprazika. Otherwise known Thanks as, for having me again. Yeah. Otherwise known as Happy underscore hour on Twitter if you didn't if you weren't aware. But uh, welcome, Mark. You mean I don't have like ten thousand followers or anything? <laughs> well, you know, you might have to do a video about this and send it out like you did for Warrior, right? Oh, I like doing videos. We could do that. <laughs> for, for those I think, that, of you I think our don't... sponsors at Puck Hockey are going to be a little. Uh... Perhaps a little jealous of uh, Pappy's uh, plug-in warrior hockey. I don't, I don't. They're not really a conflict, so that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They send if they want to send me some uh, t-shirts, I'll uh, definitely throw some videos out there for them. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, look up Pappy on uh, Twitter because he's he's got a bunch of videos out, and he was like a what you the warrior hockey VIP right last year. Yeah. 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 So check check his videos out and uh, warrior. If you want to send any goal equipment my way. There's some new sets that I saw online that look really sweet. I could I could use a new set, but I could use some of those buttery soft gloves that Pappy's always talking about on Twitter. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to uh, to uh, mention uh, Warrior when this uh, podcast comes out. They might like this a lot. Right on, right on. I hope they do because I'm a fan of Warrior. I use their sticks, but that's even you know without without any advertising or anything. I uh, I liked their stuff. So, but right anyway. On. There is some hockey going on and some Blackhawk stuff going on. But before we get to that, I, I do want to address one thing. Uh, we did get a new uh, review, and I want to read it Uh-oh. off. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what? They've all been good so far. I can't, I can't even read the bad ones because there haven't been any bad ones. So There will be. I'm certain. But this one was uh, on November 15th. Power Yeti is the, is the username. It says, I stomped, nice. I stomped onto this podcast, episode two, and I found it was awesome. Keep it up, fellas. Go Hawks. This last episode featured a call-out to the band Demon Hunter, which I'm a longtime fan of, and that was the icing on the cake. So thank you, Power Yeti, for that, and it was five stars. And uh, thank you to Patrick Judge from the band Demon Hunter. Uh, He's a fan and a listener. So uh, that was uh, a throwback to last episode where I kind of gave him a little bit of a shout-out. So anyway, there's Blackhawks stuff. Uh, Blackhawks games. Are they fixed, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a lot of moaning and groaning, which is sort of what I would have expected out of some people who actually really watch this team. But uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. JJ, do you want to? I, I know we were left on kind of a cliffhanger last week, and we had like five people comment about this cliffhanger about what happened. I don't know. Do you want to get into that a little bit or no? No, because I honestly I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I think I was half uh, half conscious at that point. Well, I think so we were I don't talking really about recall. we were kind of talking about the disconnect between the GM and the coach and that kind of thing. Well, and I guess I can, you know, Bob kind of alluded to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was after the 2014 season, there was uh, a rumor of a uh, kind of a come to Jesus in the front office. Bowman and um, Stan Bowman uh, and Quenville kind of went into you know separate camps and some vigor pointing. And, and, I, and apparently, I guess that was the year that Mark Bergevin went to Montreal. And apparently there was a rumor that he wanted to get Quenville to go to Montreal and um, I guess Scotty Bowman intervened. This is this is what I heard. Scotty Bowman, Scotty Bowman intervened, said, "No, we we need Quenville here. He's our guy. You know, he's the guy that's that's made this thing run." And they, you know, they cooler heads prevailed, and uh, they they patched it up. But I think there's always been a tendency when things kind of go south, um, relatively speaking, for you know temporary periods, for you know uh, for Quenville to kind of say, "Yeah, I'm not exactly getting the best players here." For Bowman to say, I'm giving him great players, but he's not, you know, calling the right shots. Um, and is that the case this year so far? I, I don't know, but I do think that might, you know, and I've said this repeatedly. I feel like the big issue with this team is, is all these new faces adapting to a new system and a lot of really young players that they're counting on. And, uh, you know, the fact that they've played better the last couple of games, I think, is due to those guys actually starting to play better within the system. Um, so, you know. Winning solves a lot of problems, and let's you know hope as Hawk fans and Hawk fans out there that they keep winning, and uh, we don't have this this you know fire the coach, fire the GM you know argument. Uh, yeah, I uh, there was some questions this week, and and I know uh, <clears throat> some people asked us some questions and about you know should Q be fired and all that stuff. And I heard Jay, I know, uh, you know, the, the more famous Zawaski, right? <laughs> the less attractive Zawaski. That's how you should address him. I know Jay and uh, James Navo were talking about it on their podcast. And uh, first Jay came up with Jeremy Colleton, which I don't, I can't in a million years yeah. see that happening. Uh, I mean, he's, he's his first year coaching over here in, in North America. He's as old as Brent Seabrook. Like the chances that. And Corey Crawford. Yeah. The chances that they're gonna, you know, respond to that to a guy that's their same age, I don't know about that. But uh, there was an interesting name that um, Navo brought up, which was Dave Tippett. I would yeah. like. I mean, that could be a sleeper in the back, you know, uh, after you know Samuelson or Kevin Deneen. I'm I, I I'm convinced it's Kevin Deneen if you know Quenville ever goes, but. Uh, Dave Tippett, I could see as like a third candidate, though, after those guys. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Uh, I'm a big – I just think it's Deneen. I think it's – if they do make – I mean, to make things perfectly clear here, we're talking about a Hall of Fame coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, you know, in Chicago especially, just from being here my whole life, backup goalies, backup quarterbacks, and coaches yeah. – all right. right, you know, you know what I mean. It's just <laughs> don't they ever, you know, yeah. water's wet and the sky is blue, and Chicago would rather have the backup quarterback in. But it's just how it goes around here. Q is a Hall of Fame coach. He he adapts. 
He's seasoned. This team is seasoned. If you bring in a kid, like you just said, the same age as some of these guys, there's no way. I, I don't see that at all. Not in this locker room. Not with this core. No way. Um, that, yeah, that has been together and has seen everything you can see in the hockey universe. And, um, no, I don't think that. I, I have a hard time really seeing them bringing in anyone from the outside. That's why I'm agreeing with you, Gate, that I think if there is – which, again, to be perfectly clear, a very crazy idea where they need a coaching change. I think it comes from within. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Pappy? I just don't think there's, you know, I I agree with Zoe. Like everybody, you know, he said, everybody says, you know, backup quarterback, uh, you know, backup goaltender, mm-hmm. you know, new coach, whatever. And it's just like, I mean, they've what, made the playoffs uh, nine straight years with, with Q. Um, I mean, this is like his first real you know, time where he has to actually work with, you know, without seven hall of famers performing at hall of fame levels. Mm-hmm. It's, this is like, this is really testing his actual like coaching ability. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like I, like I've always felt he doesn't, you know, I think gate, we talked about this mm-hmm. once before he doesn't really, you know, like create any talents. He doesn't really build any young guys up. He kind of inherited a bunch of guys who are about to hit the peaks of their career careers when he came in and what was it 2009 and it's just like this is his first real job of coaching the Blackhawks I think yeah I I think it started in 2015 where he had to roll into the playoffs with only four decent defensemen and Mm -hmm. didn't didn't have a third pair and I don't think the Blackhawks really had any business winning that cup really honestly they just caught (laughs) lightning in a bottle at the right second but uh yeah, I, he's he hasn't really he, he's been able to be on autopilot a lot. And if you look at like 2011 or 2010-11 at the cup, you know, after the cup year when they lost a lot of players, he's, they struggled. They really did. And uh, mm-hmm. with that changeover and everything. So. I don't know. I think he's used to uh, I think he's used to running his system with great players. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, let's let's be honest. I mean, John Merson, uh, Dustin Bufflin. I mean, we knew Taves and Kane were going to be pretty good, but I mean, when Q took over, those guys hadn't done anything. And I think I, so I do think that he did help bring a lot of these guys along and, and sort of optimize them individually. And then, and then as a team and, you know, but he's, I think he has very high standards. I don't think he has a tremendous amount of patience with guys learning on the job. Um, he has, you know, and maybe he got a little spoiled with what he inherited. Uh, but you know, at the same time, you know, the thing about Deneen is here's the, here's my logic with Deneen. I think he's a good guy. And actually I did hear over the summer that, you know, when they were ready to broom him and kitchen, but I guess he said some things in his exit interview that made them go, you know what, maybe we need to keep this guy around. And that's, that sort of goes to your point gate. Um, but you know, if, if Deneen is a guy who's going to change this from, from where Quenville has it, that would be the, and based on the presumption that Quinville is not listening to Deneen right now and he's shutting him out. I don't think that's the case. Um, um, I think, I think that, that, that Deneen is part of this. And then, so I'm not really sure that if you, if you got rid of Quinville and elevated Deneen, that you'd get any better results. And the other thing is I do know is that the, the veteran players love Joel Quinville. Mm-hmm. So again, I just, I don't see why they would, would get rid of him at this point. It doesn't seem like that's really the issue. I think that only happens if they really go in the tank. And I said that before too, last yeah, week, yeah. they'd really have to go. They'd have to, have to lose like eight of 10 
and in in a pretty convincing manner or something like that. I don't think they're going to do you know mid season coaching changes are usually like last yeah you know last ditch efforts. I mean you still I would think that they're going to you know they would try a trade before they're going to do something like that or uh, bringing some people up from Rockford and sending some people down. I still yeah. think there's a lot of stuff that they could try before they would do that. So yep. I just wanted to bring that up because I know it it had been brought up and people you know when they after they lost that. Uh, spineless game <laughs> i love yeah. that yeah i'm sunday um that uh there was you know some questions of that so we we kind of had to uh readdress that just a little bit but but anyway um i don't want to get too hung up on that since since they've been actually playing better and people aren't screaming for q's head at this particular moment just wait till they play tampa yeah yeah no kidding yeah yeah, yeah they play tampa on wednesday yeah. and uh <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be interesting because Tampa's the hottest team in the NHL, and they uh, Blackhawks could very well get rolled over if uh, if this goes as we might expect. So, um, some other things this week: uh, the Blackhawks opened their new practice facility and community center, so that went off in a big hoopla. Everyone out there waving, you know, waving like the parade route and kissing babies and that whole thing. I don't know. I haven't been out to the new practice rink. I know a few people who have, but uh, I don't know. Looks nice. Yeah, it looks nice from, from the pictures. Yeah. So I guess we'll I mean. see. Um, also, rumors this week, which were confirmed, I guess, yesterday. Was it confirmed yesterday? Rumors that the Blackhawks will be playing the Boston Bruins for the Winter Classic next season at Notre Dame. Uh they finally Woo-hoo. came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So now they're on that. Now the rest of the league is going to bitch and complain. Oh, the Blackhawks always get outdoor games. But there was breaking news just as we started recording. Uh, it was announced that the Penguins and Flyers will play, I think it's February 23rd, uh, at, fi- at Lincoln Financial Field for the Coors Light Stadium Series game. Oh, that's good. Two other teams that don't really get to do this. That's good. Yeah. It's the <laughs> yeah. same teams over and over and over again. Because these teams make the league money. Yes. It's simple. Yep. 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 And, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why they do this. Yeah, it's do it so with some simple. Team. I don't understand. Yeah. Why they can, Well, they just complain. My team doesn't get it. Well, your team doesn't draw. So, <laughs> you know, and some some of these, it's your team doesn't even win. So Right. Why are they going to put it, you know, teams that aren't going to be competitive on TV for these winter games? But I don't know. This doesn't excite me whatsoever. This Hawks one, I I could care less about it, really, honestly. I mean, I think it's cool. And, Pappy, I know you're a big ND fan, too. It, it's cool to think of, you know, Notre Dame Stadium. I'm a big Notre Dame fan for college football. And just the, the historical just – aspect of Notre Dame Stadium and then you have two teams Chicago and Boston have a lot of ND alum a lot of Notre Dame fan base in Chicago and Boston just it all makes sense it's one of those things where um, there's a good chance I'm gonna go just because of how it's all lining up but I don't know I think it's pretty neat uh, but I wasn't you know going crazy or anything when they announced it Uh, the biggest thing for me is I'm more interested to see what kind of sweaters they come out with yeah, actually, uh, I agree with you on yeah, that. Right. That's a good point. Yep. That's an excellent point. Let's see if they just do the bare minimum like they have done, like the past three. Yeah, oh, just yeah. recycling and old looks for uh, these games. Yeah, I'd like to see, uh, you know, as a cat 
the kid from the south side, you know, it's uh, I'd like to see some gold incorporated into the Blackhawks sweaters, but that's kind of well, asking cool. a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, that might be asking. Well, that would be cool. Gold helmets would be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, just something. But you know, something I different it, you would know, be nice. Yeah, make it unique. Make it give someone a chance to like come up with something unique that'll really sell. Because like those '09 jerseys, those '09 Winter Classic jerseys, like they were different. They were way different than anything we've seen before, and they still sell pretty well. I think. You know, people see, mm-hmm. see them wearing around these other jerseys, these past ones, like they're so forgettable that you don't even see them anymore. Like yeah, I, I have one. <laughs> I bought an, I bought an Anisimov one from, I don't know, one of these past ones at the, at the discount store for 30 bucks. Like, Wait, no are you talking about Blackhawks leading goal scorer? Yes. That, uh, that yeah. I am. Yeah. The unstoppable Artem Anisimov. <laughs> the almost the traded fan? Artem Anisimov. <clears throat> if it was up to fans. I love him just. I love him just cleaning up the garbage around the net. That's it's awesome. Well, like, someone needed it's to nice do to it. see that. Yeah, someone needed to do that, and I'm glad he he is because he's earning his money again. So that's, that's where the goals are. Yeah, that's right there where, where he is. Right. Yeah. What I think it is is I think you know we all know that Artie listens to this show, <laughs> and yeah. he probably heard JJ just railing him for playing slow and looking like he's skating in mud. Well, and he's just know. like, you know what, JJ's out. he's right. So I'm going to get in front of the net, and I'm going to do what I actually came here to do. And These guys got to listen to me, man. They, they you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently uh, El Gato was listening to me because, the, the, like, the day after I completely fucking railed him on uh, my article about that, about how he has to be better or sent down, he he's come out and had four straight games with points, four goals and two assists in three straight games. Or four and they're actually games. goals with goalie in the yeah, net. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great point. Another great point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, we could we could talk about uh, El Gato a little bit, since uh, sure you know, since everyone's coming, everyone's uh, jumping up my butt about El Gato. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's playing well. He now he's showing that he actually deserves to be here. He's actually contributing. He's scoring goals. He had an assist last night on a power play goal. That's what he's here for. That's what we wanted to see. That's why we were saying, you know, if he's not going to do that, he should be in rock for doing that. So, I mean, good. This is great for everyone. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm glad to see it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing, and I think we've talked about this in our uh, extremely extensive hockey blogger chat on Twitter, but what is Debrinket? Debrinket is a shooter. He's not going to outskate anybody. He doesn't really stick handle. He's obviously he's not like Kane with the puck, but he's a shooter. He has a great shot, and he was averaging something like 1.2 shots a game for the first 10 games. Yep. And we've seen that number go up, and <gasps> we've seen his production go up too. It's crazy how those things go hand in hand, and I think he's finally being used correctly. And it's good to hear him say in post game interviews that. The game's slowing down for him. It's it's mm-hmm. it's coming more easily now. Um, that's huge. And yeah, I mean, Gate, I know you were hard on him, but I know you're also the last guy in the world that's going to be pissed off that someone on the Blackhawks is succeeding. So I just internet rage always cracks me up. But long story short, is I'm very happy to see him being utilized the correct way. And I know we're going to get to this point later, so I won't try to bury the the lead here. But I think if they put him with another player who is currently in the AHL, you'll see production go up higher. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain about what he's doing now. Uh, you know, if he drops off again, sure. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll state the obvious, but, <laughs> you know, we just wanted to see him do something. And we were just tired of being spoon-fed this BS from the media that, you know, he's he's great. He's wonderful before he'd actually done anything. And I know uh, Pappy, we, I think we, we kind of talked about this on the when we did the 312. About like, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm really excited. It's like, you know, like those first few games he played in the NHL to start season, He uh, he's kind of playing heads down hockey. And mm-hmm. it was almost, it, he was playing a safe game. He wasn't really, you know, and that may have attributed to why he was only averaging whatever, 1.2 shots a game. And it's like, yeah, if the game's slowing down, he's got his head up. Well, he's certainly not getting crushed like he was those first few games. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, he's like, uh, like Zoe said, he's, he's a shooter, you know, shooter, shoot. You know, it's the old saying for any sport. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's good to see him producing. It's good for Blackhawks, obviously. They've got a couple wins in a row here. And, yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole thing I said all along, too, is like what he, you know, what the, the style of player that he is is kind of a, not quite as fast Patrick Sharp type player back when he was good <laughs> before he returned <laughs> before he was bad. Yeah. Like that kind of player. He's a shooter. I mean, that's what he wants to do. That's his, his instinct is just shoot, put him in positions where he can shoot and he has a wide open lane to the net. Okay. Then you're going to get something out of him. But if you're expecting him to drive the possession on that line, it's not going to happen. So <clears throat> I started laughing when you talked about, uh, Patrick Sharp's speed. Conroy yeah. last night uh, was talking yeah. about all the all the speed that Sharp has left. Yeah, and I just kind of chuckled a little bit. Yep, I mentioned that in my recap. <laughs> what game is Steve <laughs> Conroy watching? It's the same. He did it like three weeks ago, where he talked about how Duncan Keith never gets a shot block from the point. What? What, oh. <laughs> what team has he been watching? He is. <sighs> I, I said someone's got to start a parody count. A boring Steve Conroy that. That that rivals boring Sean Monahan's Twitter account. <laughs> that account is pretty funny. The yeah, Sean Monahan. Yeah, I heard that was actual players from Calgary that ran that account. I don't they like it. they. It was like all players in the, in the locker room, and they would just you know they would all sign in and like put stuff in, put add their little pieces to it. So it's one of the few good parody accounts. So the speed that Patrick Sharp has. I'm sorry, I'm just blown away by that statement. Yeah, I must not have heard it. Yeah, oh yeah, he said it. I I, I pointed it out. Uh, I tweeted it, and all right, yeah, I tweeted it out, and and I mentioned it in my uh, recap. That's the second time that he said something that's the complete opposite of the truth. I I don't think Conroy knows what to say, so he just makes shit up. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think he's just waiting for Enzo to get back so he can go back to the studio and hang out with Jamal Mares and Laura Majera and just you know chill because he's yeah. I don't know he's just out of his element doing that. They I better think not get rid of Burrish. No, Burrish better stay. Except Burrish, I guess, said last night that they're that they're definitely going back to the cup finals this year. And I'm like, whoa, dude, a oh, little on. out over your skis there, bud. Oh, buddy. <laughs> hey, I think oh, this, yeah. this newfound confidence of him being an analyst is going to his head. Hey, they beat yeah. the Penguins twice. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what they do on Wednesday. If they do something good on Wednesday, then I'll say, all right, maybe they're out of Agreed. the slump. Agreed. That's buddy. a big test. Yeah. So, anyway, like uh, – we recorded when we were recording last with Bob, which went way long because Bob had a lot to say, which was great. It was good stuff. It was all good stuff he had to say. But we didn't really talk much about the Devils uh, game, uh, which the Blackhawks went out to a 4-1 lead and then ended up losing 7-4. Uh, 
which is mm. brutal. Uh, Al Secord had his one uh, one last shift. Uh, Ruta had two goals. Carroll had a goal. DeBrinket had a goal. Uh, they they blew their lead. Crawford wasn't all that sharp, but Forsberg came in in the third and gave up another goal. And uh, Miles Wood had a hat trick. And uh, this was the yeah. the pitiful spineless game by JJ. Yeah. <laughs> Where you you roasted them after I had roasted them the day before, so. But you know, really, what I meant by that was not so much that they were, you know, spineless in the you know traditional sense of being gutless. Spineless, more from the standpoint of no structure at all, just a mess, you know. And actually, they've tightened that up the last couple of games, and I think that's why they're doing better. Um, not perfect, but better. Yeah, they're still giving up a lot of shots, which is concerning. Because oh, yeah. you got a team that has a high shooting percentage, you're going to be in trouble. But uh, <clears throat> so after that game, uh, the, they played the Rangers and they beat them six uh, three. The Rangers took a one nothing lead and then the Blackhawks tied before the second intermission and all hell broke out loose broke loose in the third period. Uh, Debrinket, uh, Nisimov had the hat trick. Hayden and Taze had an empty net goal. Uh, Lundqvist got pulled for Andre Pavlik. Cody Franzen had quiet two assists, and then this was the game where Roenick and Milbury just completely ripped the Blackhawks apart between the or in the first intermission, and then they actually came out and. Uh, and it seems like Jade, it, no matter oh, who sorry. rips them, the next period they come out and they uh, play well. Right, and after Roenick and Milbury went off, I think JJ, you agree? With, I I felt dirty, like I had to go take a shower because I actually agreed <laughs> with both of those Muppets. I, I was like, "Oh no, what is happening right now?" When this you agree, agree with Milbury, man, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the man who once traded for Alexander Karpatsev. May he rest <laughs> in peace. Twice. You know. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think that game kind of gave a, a little bit of a false sense of security with that because it's just one game. Or actually, it was one period, one good period they played. But then they kind of transitioned into this this win against the Penguins where they won 2-1. Um, they played three pretty solid periods. They only gave up one goal, but they gave up 35 shots. Crawford uh, was amazing. Yeah, Cross- yes. Crawford was great. Uh, even though, um, you know, he took that shot to the head from uh, Malkin and then had to go off for the c- concussion protocol, which is fine. It's all good and well. If you get need in the head, man, I've had that same exact thing happen to me, and, and it'll ring your bell. So oh yeah, better him to get checked and, and you know, all the internet uh, doctors out there don't bitch and complain about, you know, like last year when he got hit in the head with a shot and everyone's bitching, oh, my God, he needs to go off for concussion protocol. To, like, have you ever played goal? That, have you ever been hit in the face with a shot? It doesn't necessarily come off like that. Just because you get hit in the to, face doesn't mean it's, you're going to get a concussion. Relax. To that point, I want to point out thank you to certain beat writers across the Twitter universe that, you know, gave the Blackhawks a seal of approval for taking Crawford out there. It felt good reading those tweets, and I hope you all are picking up on my sarcasm because I'm trying to lay down pretty yeah. thick right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so Crawford went off. Forsberg came in cold, but he didn't even have to make he didn't even have to make a save, so that was good. He was only off for like two minutes and thirty seconds, and then uh, Crawford came back, and Crawford continued to play as hot as he did before he went off. He made a couple nice glove saves, and, and there's if it wasn't for Corey Crawford, they had no business winning that game. And he gave Malkin a little "What's up" when he came back on the ice. Yeah, I did. I saw that. I, I wasn't. I wasn't listening, but I did see it. And uh, good. I like yeah. to see that Crawford has a little fire in his belly. <laughs> yeah, without twenty parade drinks in it. So I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I should put that sound clip right in there. <laughs> uh, Forsling uh, had a goal finally, and, and Misimov continued his hot streak, so that was good. Another dirty goal, like Pappy was saying. Uh, let's see. El, El Gato got the uh, the assist on uh, Forsling's goal, which gave him points in four straight games. Uh, we talked about the Melkin knee to the head of Crawford. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> It, it's a play. They're both going for the puck. I don't think Melkin meant anything malicious by it. It just happened. Uh, Connor Murphy was briefly hurt after blocking a shot, and uh, he went off for a while, but he came back too, so that's good to see. You don't need any injured defensemen the, out there. Good for the trade value. <laughs> 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 and then uh, the, uh, the the big questionable part of that game was the Pens goal that was taken off the board when Ali Mata uh, interfered with Corey Crawford. I mean... I thought it was a, a slam dunk of a call. What do you guys think? I would agree with that. I didn't see. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it was the right call. I actually, though, I was really worried that even though it was clearly goalie interference, like textbook, that the knuckleheads, uh, you know, reviewing it, were going to, as they always do, completely misinterpret the, their own rules. But they didn't. It was kind of stunning, actually. So, yeah, that, good to see. It happens a lot. Yeah, it like, does. It, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the calls they get wrong with as much time as they get to look at. Yeah. And the technology. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah, and like John said, I don't think they sometimes I don't think they know their own rules. <laughs> I, I don't get it. It just drives me insane. Yeah, well, I, I, I like I said, I said if this gets overturned, you know, or if, if, if this isn't goaltender interference, then nothing is goaltender interference because it would be insanity. I mean, he, he hit him. He hit Crawford's glove enough to kind of spin him a little bit. That's enough to take a goalie off of, off of his angle. And, and that's what happened. So I don't, I didn't see, I wasn't like real uh, active on Twitter last night. So I didn't, I don't know if there was like a lot of outrage about it, but it should have been, you know, one thing I've learned I think Blackhawks Twitter is a pretty brutal place sometimes, but holy smokes, Pittsburgh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They oh, come yeah. out in droves. Holy sh- It's just, woo. I didn't even know what to do. I was, like, I was impressed, scared, a little nervous at the same time. <laughs> I was like, what is going on with these people? Some of the things they said, even when, you know, Malkin need crow in the head, it was like, okay, guys, calm down. Like, it was, I don't know, it was wild. Yeah, I mean, that was clear, too. Not, then, then they're just going to be a homer. I mean, I think all of us are pretty, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty good about all that stuff. We don't, we don't sit there and uh, play homers with, you know, you knee a guy in the head, we're going to call you out on it. I called mm-hmm. out, you know, Seabrook. I've called out uh, Keith for his stupid plays. and So I'm not going to, like, defend any of that stuff. <clears throat> But apparently it's no. Pittsburgh, so they're new to this show or something. Well, I mean, it was just the NHL favors the Blackhawks, so Corey Crawford got need in the, It was like, where? How do you? I felt like the Charlie from Always Sunny trying to connect the dots, like Pepe Silva. <laughs> ah, like it was like, whoa, guys, what is going on here? I, I just, I know it comes out in droves a lot. You, as a Blackhawks fan, you see it a lot, and there's a lot of stupid coming from Blackhawks fans too. I, yeah. There's a lot of times I see things on Twitter where I'm just like, oh, we're associated together. Cause, uh, but <laughs> I, agree. Stuff, I agree totally. Yeah, the stuff that comes out from these Pittsburgh people, 
I mean, they were saying Crow leaned into it. He asked for it. No one asked to get kneed in the head. Like, holy smokes, people. Yeah, it's uh, like like there's the Blackhawks fans that believe that the, the whole league and the whole hockey world revolves around it. It's the same way for Penguins fans, and it's like two worlds collide. It's like, no, who does the hockey world revolve around? Yes. It's not me, you, and uh, what? Yep. Crazy. <laughs> That's an excellent way of putting it. It's so I'm surprised true. that wasn't the only game that night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's clear off the schedule. The two yep. teams that we Shut love the down. most are playing, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, for sure. So, um. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about Dabrinkit a little bit. I mean, uh, do you guys got anything more you want to you want to bring up about the whole Dabrinkit situation, or you think we covered it pretty well? I think that's. I think we got it. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll see how he does. I mean, he's going to keep making mistakes occasionally. He may have a bad game here, though. I mean, he made a couple of turnovers last night um, that you know kind of get lost now because he's he's you know doing some good things. So. Um, you know, I think him and Forsling both, and I, I guess we're going to probably talk about Forsling too. And um, they're they're going to have good games, they're going to have bad games, but you know, you just want to see that that progress overall continue over time. Yeah, well, it, honestly, Forsling's looking better. He's actually he doesn't look like he's completely clueless out there, like a golden retriever just running around on the ice chasing the ball, because uh, he's actually looking like a decent hockey player. Uh, you know, is a third is is a you know five six defender. Okay, fine. You know, that's what you want to stick he's, with. I actually think he's stepped up even a little bit more than Debrinket. I mean, Debrinket gets noticed because of the goals. He's a shooter, and and the goals, my know, friend. Forsling is doing stuff um, with the puck. I mean, he is he's making quick decisions. He's not like you know meandering around drawing four checkers to him like he used to. Um, he's getting that that puck hits his blade. It's moving up the ice fast, and and. I mean, I've been really impressed with him, actually. He's getting a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, it was a nice shot on that goal yesterday, too. Yep. Oh, he could blast it. He can really shoot it. Yeah. So that's good. Um, You know, and then he's been playing. He's been playing a lot with Jan Ruda, which, you know, I think we've all been impressed with Jan Ruda. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know that we could have. This is. I didn't even think I was going to get this last year when I picked Michael Kempney to be the breakout guy last year. Um, I didn't even think you know, like Kentney was going to play as good as Ruda has played this year. Uh, it's a very, very pleasant surprise. So, and it just keeps going. You, you keep waiting for it to end, and it doesn't end. So, you know, well, I, as you mentioned turnovers, JJ, something it, it brought something to my mind, and uh, I just we just finished or I just finished watching the uh, Ice Hogs and the Wolves play, and. Uh, all the hoopla and all the to-do is about Vinny Henestrosa. He scored a highlight real goal, and then he scored a real nice kind of Patrick Kane-esque shootout goal. So all the hoopla is about the fancy highlight real goals and stuff. But, uh, you know, we've kind of – and it's going to get addressed in the questions too, kind of, but we might as well talk about it now. Um, we've kind of – I think we've kind of all agreed that maybe Vinny Henestrosa need you know, deserves a shot for someone. Maybe Patrick Sharp because Patrick Sharp hasn't done a damn thing. Uh, what are your What are you guys' thoughts on Vinny? Uh, start with Pappy first. Uh, you know, I think they're saving him for uh, the Winter Classic next year at Notre Dame. I think that'll be the first time. No, uh, I, yeah, he's doing really he's doing really well, well in Rockford. Um, you know, I you guys were talking about before. I was kind of listening in uh, before we started the podcast, and 
you know, that's what he's doing in the AHL. You know, he's not going right. to be trying the same things. Like, I'm sorry I'm stealing you guys' thunders. By the way, this is all the stuff that Gate and Zoe were saying before we got on. But, like, you know, he's that's not the type of player he'll be with the Blackhawks. And, uh, you know, I like him. Right. I think he'll be a great, you know, third, fourth liner, grinder. Uh, I just don't know. Like, I, I, I just don't really know. I'd like to see more of them, you know, to really make a judgment. More of them on the NHL level, that is. I don't know how about you guys, though. Yeah, um, I've been kind of championing this for a little bit now. Uh, I think ten is. I, I'm done with that. Um, <laughs> I, I'd uh, I'd much rather see a guy. I mean, in a in a league that's progressing, a league that's changing, evolving to more of a speed. Well, it is now. It's not even changing into it is a speed skill league. And I mean, you need the Blackhawks, in my opinion, and it's been one of the biggest things that's been bothering me this season is how slow they look at times and things of that nature. And I think a guy who is showing uh, success again in the AHL, but he at least deserves a shot and he knows he deserves a shot. Um, He's been pretty vocal about it. And uh, like Pappy was saying, what we touched on before the pod is, I think he's almost just doing it now just to do it until he gets called up. He's just kind of killing time. And um, I'd love to see him. That's kind of what I was alluding to uh, on a line with a Debrin kit or something like that. So he can utilize that speed to create opportunities for a shooter like that. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's his time. I'd rather it sooner rather than later. Um, And yeah, I want Vinny up now. (laughs) What do you think, JJ? I kind of uh, agree with Pappy. I, I've, in, I've had this discussion with people, and I, you know, when people would talk about him as sort of another Martin St. Louis or, or um, oh boy. you know, a Theo, Theo Fleury type player, I don't see it. Yeah. I, I think actually his upside in the NHL, and I said this to somebody who is a self-styled hockey expert on Twitter. I will <laughs> leave their name out of it. That. I see him more as a Darren Helm or Chris Draper type of player. And this person got really offended by that, that those guys sucked. And No, those guys were really good, yeah, they did not useful suck. NHL players in their role. And I, I see him more as that type of player, who a guy who has great speed and energy and, you know, just enough sort of hockey uh, ability and, and sense at the NHL level to be really disruptive and to be a real pest and, and a really, and not really a fourth liner, more like a third line type player. But I think, you know, and I think part of the reason he's not around is people forget last year when he was up, him and Mott and um, Schmaltz would, would play together on a line sometimes and them getting out of their own zone was like the Keystone cops. It was a, just a complete disaster. And uh, I think that may be part of the reason because the Hawks are having problems with that anyway, this year, that they're not just rushing him up because of his production in Rockford. I think they're looking at him going, he's a little bit like Kempney gate. You know, when we talked with Bob last week, Bob was saying how, you know, they Kempney's like a wild horse out there. He'll make mistakes. He's very athletic, but he'll make mistakes. And I, I think that him Strode is, is that kind of player in their eyes too, a guy who, you know, can do things with his feet and, um, you know, create problems when he gets, gets behind opponents. But, um, in his own end, he can be a little bit of a, of a, of a disaster at times. And I think that they're really trying to tighten that up and they're probably looking at him right now and go, we don't, we don't really have a spot for him right now, but yeah, I, I think if there's an injury, obviously he's going to be the first guy up 
And yeah, you hope, you know, it's, it's somebody like Sharp that he replaces and not somebody who, you know, is, is really contributing. Yeah. Um, you know, I had, I had thoughts before I watched the game tonight and, you know, he definitely, he, he deserves a shot if, if a spot opens up, you know, the, the problem is, is, you know, they're heavy players. So they have to send, they probably have to send someone down and uh, who do you send down and we, I think we kind of went over like who you could send down. Now, right now, you're not going to send Debrinket down, and John Hayden's been okay. And uh, you know, who else do you have that you could really send down? You could send Forsling down, but now he's playing better. Uh, the other guys are all like, uh, you know, they have to go through waivers, and we know how the Blackhawks are, you know, terrified of waivers. Even though no one ever signs anyone on waivers, the Blackhawks are still terrified of it, so they're not going to send Auster lay down. So right now, they're he, he's kind of stuck in a, in a holding pattern, and. Uh, but, you know, if someone, like you said, if someone gets hurt, sure, he should be the first guy to come up. But something I noticed tonight when I was watching that game, man, he is hot-dogging it a lot out there. I was watching him skate around the zone like he's Patrick freaking Kane, just hanging on to the puck and hanging on to the puck and hanging on to the puck. And rather than trying to set up a play, hanging on to the puck looking for a play for himself, which I could see if he tried pulling any of that snot, you know... Quite oh, no, no, no. Yank him by the back <laughs> and shirt right off the rink, and he'd never yeah. see the ice again. Now, I know he's played here before, and he's got, you know, he's got experience, so let's hope that he wouldn't try to pull any of that garbage up here. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> he better not get a little, get too big for his britches, or otherwise he's going to, you know, this, this coaching staff is going to be like, what is, what is this guy think he's doing? Like, we're not going to bring him up here. So Maybe, uh, I just thought, it, I'm sorry. No, go keep going. no, 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 go ahead. I'm done. Maybe maybe this is part of his plan though. Maybe he's maybe this is uh, an escape route. He's trying to use this as an audition to get out of here. I mean, it's not crazy. I don't think, right? No, it's no. not crazy. And and if he thinks he was wronged, like you know the impression that is out there that he thinks he was wrong that he didn't make you know the the Blackhawks didn't keep him up and they sent him down, even though it was just a numbers game rather than you know what he actually did or didn't do. He actually did enough to make it, but. Uh, you know, if, if he wants to go out there and say, Hey, I'm just going to show, I'm just going to keep showing everyone that I can do all this stuff and, you know, force the Blackhawks hand to do something, or maybe the, someone comes at a Blackhawks offering a trade. I don't know. You, you're, you're very well. Yeah. Could be right. Uh, we'll see. But uh, tonight, you know, he did have some really nice goals. He's, you know, it looks like his hands are better this year than they were in the past. Cause before it was just like, he had no hands. It seemed like. Uh, this year, it seems like he's got much better stick handling, and uh, he's playing with a lot of confidence. I'll give him that much, for sure. So, well, um, I mean, we don't have much in like you know Rockford IceHogs news or anything like that. But I, I, I just had I did have to mention because I kind of alluded to it last week that uh, the Blackhawks ECHL team, the uh, DNN or the Indy Fuel, seemed to be kind of a mess. Uh, I don't know. You know, we, you don't hear a whole lot because it is the ECHL. There's limited coverage, and you don't see, you're, you're not seeing what's happening on the rink. But you know, I, I have had a couple people contact me um, and just say that it looks like it's like Thunderdome down there. Like nothing's going smoothly. Kind of like what happened last year with the Ice Hogs, where they lost the room halfway through the season, and uh, you know, you had people, you know. You get goalies having thrown tantrums on the rink. You had, you know, stuff going on in the locker room. 
and the coaches being dis- disrespected and just a lot of, a lot of stuff like that I'm hearing. So I don't know what's going on exactly down there, but uh, I guess the last two games it's kind of straightened out a little bit. But before that, I heard like weird things like at the end of the game where everyone salutes the crowd. And, and you know, that's a regular thing. Right. All over the, all, you know, all over all leagues now where, you know, the, the teams go out in the center and they salute the crowd. Some, they just do it when they win. Some do it when they win or lose. I guess last year they used to only do it when they won, which was rare. And then uh, I guess this year they're, they've been doing it for every game. Well, after the one game, they got, they really got smoked pretty good. You know, there, there were only four players that stayed on the ice to, to salute the fans and the rest just basically bailed. Uh, I don't know if it's confusion. I don't know what was going on, but I mean, if you're a professional organization, you have to be a little more organized than that. Uh, that's, I mean, I've seen, you know, much, teams that are not pro, even close to professional, uh, more organized than that. So, uh, you know, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. To be honest with you, that's the longest I've ever talked about the Indy fuel. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing too, you know, that, that I've been kind of seeing is like, as they oversee, you know, Rockford, you know, if something happens in Rockford, the Blackhawks brass is on the phone, like what's going on. You know, they, they mm-hmm. keep, they keep a pretty tight leash on that. Well, if you're, if you got a team that's your ECHL affiliate, you might want to pay attention to what's going on down there just a little bit. Right. If you plan on using that, like Bob, and, and it's kind of like we talked about last week, what Bob was saying, he's like, I don't know why they're not using the Indy Fuel is some kind of, you know, development team or whatever. It's basically right now what they do is any guys that are kind of pushed out because of numbers in Rockford just get set to Indy and they just do whatever. I don't know that there's really any development in that. And what leads me to believe that is that, you know, the whole Gallon Delia situation with him um, where during the weekends he plays games with the Indy Fuel and then, during the week, they send him to Rockford where he works with the coaches in Rockford, and then they send him back on the weekend to play in Indy. I don't think that's good for anyone, honestly. I don't mm. know why they do that. I don't think Strange. all that travel is going to do him any good. Plus, if you're practicing with if you're practicing with Rockford, you're not used to playing with Indy. It just doesn't. Is a you know is a former coach like that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would I send one of my players away? If you're gonna if you're gonna practice them in Rockford, play them in Rockford. You know, otherwise you have a coach work with him in Indy. So he's used to playing with those players. Cause I think that that just can, can, can cause some discontent in the locker room. Like guys looking at him, like, why does this guy get to go up to Rockford all week long and practice with the big boys? And then get sent back down here to play with the slugs during the weekend. Why does he get to go to the good olive garden? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's just my opinion on that, but. I don't. I don't know if you guys have any, any any thought on any of that, but that's just kind of the impression I'm getting. I got nothing else there, but I do have a question for JJ because you are officially responsible for turning me on to Mister Highmore. Yeah, how's he looking? I, from what I hear, you know, he's he's been very impressive down there. Um, I haven't. Seen- in a lot of their games, but just going by what I'm reading and, and hearing from others, um, you know, and what people's take on him is really similar to what I saw when I saw him in person. And that is just a, a kid who plays a lot bigger than he's about five, 11 and a half, you know, 195 pounds. 
but he plays a lot bigger. He's always around the net. He's fast, really aggressive, really competitive. Um, and he's got some skill. Um, and, uh, you know, so I th- th- I'm hearing he's doing really well down there. I've, uh, I can actually speak on this a little bit. Uh, I, watching the game tonight, uh, you know, it's, you're not used to the numbers and stuff. So the numbers look weird on people. So yeah, I'm always calling back. I'm like, wait, who's that? Who's 27? Who's this? Who's that? And uh, I watched a couple plays where Highmore, Highmore drove straight up the center of the ice and split two Wolves defensemen. And they basically had to stick their legs out to trip him. Otherwise, he would have been on a clean breakaway, and the, and the defenseman couldn't have turned around fast enough. Uh, you know, he didn't get any points, but that play alone kind of opened up my eyes. I was like, wow, look at this guy. And another guy who had a really good game tonight, your boy, JJ, Alexander Fortin. Yeah. He made a couple yeah. nice, pl- real nice plays tonight. He's finally starting to come around, I think, a little bit. So Yeah, he had um, he had a hernia surgery. No, it was a hernia or – yeah, I think he had a hernia surgery – um, in the summer, uh, early summer. And, and I think, you know, when he came into camp, he was still recovering from it. And, uh, you know, he's another one of those guys, I think, who, you know, we when he scored all those goals in camp last year, we were all like, oh, yeah, this is our second line left wing. And, you know, he may project more as a as an energy type player, more of a third or fourth liner in the NHL. But, you know, he's a little bit, he reminds me a little bit, actually, of uh, like Philip Deneau, Um you know, one of those kids who just loves to play hockey and you can tell on how he plays and and uh, real competitive, great speed, um, can do things at speed. So, uh, yeah, it's good. They've got some good players down there this year for a change. You know, that that's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was just just going to say hearing you two talk about it and then following along with what, you know, Mario has been writing and things of that nature. You guys definitely make me feel a lot more optimistic about future of this team and even just the possibility of maybe moving a piece for a vital piece now. And it's just, I don't know if I felt this good about this, the system as a whole in quite a bit. I agree. It's been years. Yeah. Since they, they had some, re, you know, a lot of good young players. Uh, Cause a lot of guys just aged out like McNeil and stuff like that. They, they just hung around forever and never went anywhere. So they finally had to, you know, dump them. But uh, that's, it, it's funny you bring that up. Cause uh, Mario, Aaron, and I, the plan is that we're going to go see the Ice Hogs Wolves game this coming weekend, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So that's, that's the plan that we'll be out there. So if any fans are out there, let us know, like say hi, the rink staff showing strong at, at an Ice Hogs game. <laughs> and JJ, if you weren't, if you weren't halfway, you know, across the country or whatever, you'd parts be, unknown. Yeah. You'd be out there with us too. <laughs> So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You never know. I may show up. Yeah. Surprise. Like, uh, that's JJ's music. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> at the, at the uh, Wolves game. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll be interesting. So we'll see how that goes. But, uh, uh, there, you know, there was, I didn't get to see the whole game. I only saw the second and third period, but, uh, the, the wool or, uh, not the wolves, the, uh, the hogs went up, uh, three, one, and then blew that lead in the third period. Went to uh, went to overtime and then uh, finally in the shootout, uh, Henestroza and David Camp uh, both scored in the shootout. And it's nice that they're imitating their big brother, though. Yeah, for sure. Blowing <laughs> two, three goal leads. Yeah, you know? yep. And in in the shootout, Blackhawks legend Brandon Perry missed a shootout attempt. <gasps> yeah, Free the Perry. great Brandon Perry. Yeah. 
Who yeah. was? Someone told me that uh, they they heard someone say that Brandon Perry was like Steve, Steven Stamkos. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> like like this past summer, like the Blackhawks should sign Brandon, re-sign Brandon Perry because he, he he's a lot like uh, Steve Stamkos. What? <laughs> and the fact that they both breathe air. Maybe it was Steve. More like, maybe, he's maybe more like Steve Conroy. Yeah, I know. I was just gonna say maybe it was Steve Conroy that said that. So, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, but yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, Carl Dahlstrom, defenseman Carl Dahlstrom, he looks like he's definitely got quicker. Because he used to be like cement boots, man. He was worse than, you know, Anisimov. He was worse than Roosevelt with his cement boots. But he looks like he's picked up a little bit of speed, and he's got good size. So he keeps it up. You know, he could be a surprise at some point in time if they ever need a defenseman. But I know the real uh, heavy-end defenseman. Gustafson looks like he's out there just slaying bums. He's kind of like uh, kind of like Hinnestroza, where he's kind of just out there, like, toying around with people. Like, I'm too good for this. But uh, but he's not turning the puck over. He's just he's playing very well. So those are just a, a couple guys that I noticed. Uh, <clears throat> Luke Johnson had a couple goals tonight too, which which you know he's no better than like a fourth line center, but he's solid. So and he's got some leadership. So you know how the Blackhawks like that when when they had the man shitter up here, just because he is for his leadership. For his leadership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he wasn't doing anything else. It's not like he was winning fights, so it had to be the the quote unquote leadership. But uh, let's, I think we'll uh, wrap this up with some questions. We actually had some questions. So, uh, first of all, I w- I have uh, a question from my friends from South Africa that I actually met with last weekend. We went out and had a burger at Kuma's Corner. Uh, Burns Churches and his brother Arno. Uh, we, we met up and we went to uh, talk Blackhawks hockey in, in uh, at Kuma's Corner. So that was uh, nice of them. They spent a couple weeks here in Chicago and uh, saw some Blackhawks games. But his question was, what were our thoughts on Ruda and Forsling putting up more minutes? I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit. I don't know if anyone else has anything more to say about it. but I'm, I'm all for it. It seems like uh, Seabrook is responding well to less minutes, you know, Quality over quantity kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not against uh, Seabrook cutting back on the minutes a little bit. I wouldn't even be, you know, opposed to Keith cutting back on the minutes because he's not getting any younger. You don't right. want to wear the tread out on those tires you know, before you really have to. So if you have a chance to be able to, you know, cut back on some of their minutes, I'm, I'm for it too. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. yeah, big fan. Big fan of seeing those guys getting some minutes and, you know, yeah, just getting the experience. Yeah, I like Rudai. I think that uh, you know they're gonna have to start watch, start thinking about me locking him up for a couple more years, if if he continues this because I think what is he on a two year deal maybe? Uh, I, I'd have to look at that, but <clears throat> at some point, what's his what's his uh, uh what's his age again? I called him a kid on Twitter the other day. I was like, well, I guess he's not really a kid. I think he's like twenty six. Like twenty five. Yeah, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, at some point, like I said, you you may want to lock him up for a couple more years. Um, he seems like he's going to be important for the next couple, at least. So, the next question from our boy Sean White, <laughs> who's always giving yeah. me crap. Skateboarder? He's no, not that, <laughs> not that one. He's always giving me crap about DeBrinket. He's like, "This is the hill you're going to die on, right?" <laughs> uh, he actually says, "When when's that?" 
when's Dat Bowman getting fired? Bring back talent. He built the cup team. I'll hang up and listen, which is clearly sarcasm. <laughs> I think we kind of really, we were talking about the whole front office thing, but you got anything on Edzo? No, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? Um, next question from Stacy Heff. Uh, she's first time question asker, but she's, she's followed uh, pocket hassle for a while. So she had thoughts on whether if, uh, some of the veterans don't step up, uh, IE sharp and Seabrook, will they finally sit with some Rockford guys being called up? I think kind of touched on this a little bit too. Uh, my thoughts are known. (laughs) I, I, I think the same reason that Sharp was brought back because he's cheap is the same reason you should sit him for a while. I mean, the guy's scored a point in 14 games. I'm in a secondary assist somewhere along the line. Like, that's a long time for anybody in the NHL not to score, especially somebody that's played on the top line and the second line here in recent weeks. Oh, yeah, but we were told he's in tip-top shape, right, J.J.? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Well, all the experts out there, they knew there. that, you know, after after taking two bad concussions in Dallas and after having hip surgery over the summer, that he was going to come back and show no effects at all. Yeah, tip-top shape. Tip-top shape. Yeah, well, he needs to be in tip-top skybox and let one of his kids come up. <laughs> tip-top yeah. glue factory. Yeah, something. It's, 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 it was a good idea. No, it wasn't. It, all right. It was a valid idea. It was worth a shot because he was cheap, but now I just it's time. Well, it's it like, is time. It's like now they don't want to admit their mistake by mm-hmm. just saying, you know what? Hey, it didn't work. Let's move on and let's slide someone else in there who might be able to contribute. They're going to make up all the excuses in the world and they're going to feed the media all this BS about how he's a leader and even though he's not scoring, he's he's the leader on the line and all this stuff that you can't quantify and you can't dispute it either. Right. And they're, they're just going to, you know, ride it out. Kind of like they did with Andrew Brunette and stuff like that. You know, when, when, when he clearly was not really a fit here, but they brought him in and they jammed him into the lineup and they were going to die on that. So I think that's what the, what's going to end up happening. They shouldn't, yeah. but I think it's going to end up what happening unless this, this ship really starts to sink and then they're not going to have a choice. Uh, now with Seabrook, I think it's a little different because I don't think you're going to see Seabrook sitting. I just don't. Maybe you'll see him see less minutes. Maybe we'll see him move down. The, you know, move down to you know playing, playing more of a third pairing role. But I don't see yeah. them ever sitting Brent Seabrook unless they have to, for injury reasons. I no, you know, and I think he's he's playing pretty well with Murphy on his left. I mean. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's been Seabrook has not been noticeable for the really bad bonehead plays for a few games. So um, I'll take that as a positive and see where it goes from there. You know, he may get exposed against some of the speed with Tampa. Um, We'll see. And you don't want us exposing ourselves. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a big, of course, big Seabrook apologist, but you know, I, I, I see what he is and he's not what he was. And that's okay. And if he wasn't, if he didn't have that big seven million dollar contract next to his name, right. if he had, you know, a two million dollar contract next to his name, no one would be saying much. But he's that lightning rod because of, you know everyone's a capologist. 
So yeah, everybody's yeah. an heir to Rocky Wirtz, so they're worried about his money. Yeah, right. You know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you'd think that Seabrook was literally taking money out of everyone's pockets. Right, right. And uh, it's not the case, but, you know, he's, that's what it's going to be. But you're going to have to live with him until something like a compliance buyout happens because he's probably not going to be traded. And, uh, you know, it's just how it's going to be. Now, the only way they're going to trade him is if they take somebody else's bad contract back. Um, and I, I, so I think it is like Gabe Uyghur. I think you were the first person I heard say this, and I think it makes a ton of sense that when they, when the new CBA takes effect, you know, they'll have some compliance buyouts built in, and that's probably going to be the end of his career in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's, and, and that was just off the top of my head. I, I realized that there's, a, there's an actual out clause for the CBA to end early, which I think is in 2019. Correct. Two, two years. So. I mean, that would be a perfect time where they where you negotiate and negotiate in some compliance buyouts, which I kind of think is silly because the fact that these guys did it to themselves and now they need to compliance buyout this stuff. But whatever. I mean, that's what they did last time. There may be a salary. You know, there could be something like a salary rollback. We may see something silly like that happen in this new CBA. So. But you were stuck with them for at least two years, I think. But Sharp, not so much. I don't think you. I think you're going to see him go the way of Brian Campbell. He's going to be, uh, you know, an ambassador next year. Yep. So, um, what do you guys? Uh, T Viz sent a question. He says, "What do you guys think of? You, do you think Forsling will develop into a good second pairing defenseman? I, I don't see why he couldn't. Uh, he's. he's I think he will. He's getting a lot of yeah. experience. So, I mean, he's no Nick Letty, right? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who didn't we just we were treated slightly earlier to a nick letty knifing through three three players and scoring in a game against uh, carolina tonight looking like bobby Orr. yeah well once every once in a while i guess <laughs> blackhawks legend bobby Orr. yeah blackhawks legend bobby Orr. good callback <laughs> Uh, Manifold Glue said, "Has uh, Malkin received a call from player safety? I don't think he's going to. I don't think nope. there's any reason for any of that. He got a penalty, and he said also Blackhawks prospect uh, Lucas Carlson returned from a three-game suspension and scored a power play goal immediately for Brennes. Brennes. Um He said he wasn't a question, but it was just a prospect watch. I believe he's <laughs> over there overseas doing the uh, doing the Lord's work for." Uh, Blackhawks prospects watching Blackhawks prospects over there. So thanks for the, uh, the report back on Lucas Carlson. So since we don't have any, uh, overseas, uh, the dash rink, uh, correspondence just yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Got, got to get to Indy fuel first before you get overseas. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we might have to hear, I think I was talking to Mark Granda that we had on a couple, uh, couple of episodes ago i think it was on the shoutcast uh where he actually covers for uh, sinbin.com and uh he covers the the indie fuel so i was gonna i was kind of talking to him I'm like what's going on down there it seems like thunderdome and they do I, good stuff over there at sinbin i enjoy their twitter account yeah mark's yeah. a good guy mark, mark's a really good guy so i, I think yeah. there's gonna be a, at some point in time we're gonna have to have mark back on and he's gonna kind of have to be our eyes and ears at this point in time because we don't have any uh people in Indy and it's hard to get, they don't really have those games like, you know, readily available. So <clears throat> unless you're the Delia family who probably has like the streaming package to watch Colin play, but 
That's uh, widely available indie fuel streaming. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no Plenty kidding. of good seats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the, the last question was from a, a new uh, a new replier, which is Leonardo Reyna. And he goes as Brizzo978 on Twitter. Uh, he says, why isn't Vinny up with the big club? Needs some speed. And I think we've covered that pretty well. So I don't know, Brizzo. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> it, it'll happen at some point in time. Someone's bound to get hurt. Yeah, he'll he'll be up. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, just look at Vegas. They're on their fifth goalie this year. Someone's gonna get hurt. The Blackhawks just been lucky. So, wait, you missed a question. There was one from at Southside Zoe. <laughs> oh um, no! <laughs> with the uh, with the rumors of the Montreal Canadiens being open for business, who would you realistically like to see the Blackhawks trade for? Ooh, JJ, you grab this one. From uh, from the Canadians? Yes. Oh gosh. Um. Uh, well, uh, you know the guy that I heard that they were talking to them about over the summer was Alex Galchenyuk, but you know that would be a pretty high price move. Um, and you know I'm not sure that that there's a fit there in terms of what they'd have to give up. Um, gosh, after that, I don't you know. You know, you'd love to get Max Pacioretty, but are you going to – no. You know, I mean, the, the price is going to be too high. I just – I don't see the Canadians having a wealth of, of assets in the areas where the Hawks need help. Um, they, You know, I think the Canadians are, are kind of weak down the middle. I think that's one of the things the Hawks could use is a lower-line center who's really strong in face-offs. I think they're, they're actually getting a, a really good, like a career-high performance from Anisimov this year. But he's at like forty nine percent. I think they need another guy who, who can really do some things in the dot regularly on the on the penalty kill and defensive zone draws. And I don't know that the Canadians even have that guy. You know, I think they're a little weak down the middle too. And uh, you know, as far as defense, I, I don't know if they have an asset to give up who the, who could really help the Hawks. Although the, the Hawks might might could use another defenseman too. So I don't know. Yeah, that's just a- blown up. No, no, that was good, Zoe. I'm glad you brought that up because you actually mentioned that. I hadn't even heard that, but he, uh, Zoe heard that uh, it was in, or it was reported or leaked yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. apparently they're they're open for business and everyone's available. Who would have thought that they would have been at this point 20, 25 games into the season? Not me. Not me. No. No. Um, I mean, you think with Carey Price, and I know he's been hurt, but. Yeah. You know. If that's the case, you know, he's been hurt. So don't you just hang in there till your franchise goalie comes back. Right. You know, and then if you can't write the ship, then open for business. Are you going to be open for business? Like, I mean, the Blackhawks haven't played any better than the Canadians, really, honestly. So. And just think if Crawford had been hurt, where the Hawks would be. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, that would that would be another <laughs> thing altogether. Yeah, for sure. There was the, the Blackhawks don't have Charlie Lindgren to come in and. uh <laughs> to come in and dominate the Blackhawks. Yeah, right, exactly. But they do have Anti Niemi now, so that's nice, right? Yeah, they have that going for him, which is oh, nice. Geez. Yeah, who's on his third team 25 games into the season? You know what? Good for him for finding paychecks. Yeah. Yeah. And all I got to say is go to go to the NHL site, look up Anti Niemi and look at that picture because that is frightening. Holy cow. Wow. Damn it. He looks like a criminal, a balding criminal at that. And I can say that because I'm far past balding. (laughs) (laughs) 
But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I who's on the roster? Uh, Philip Deneau, uh Paul Byron. Uh, they got Drew in. They're not going to let him go. Uh, Galchenyuk, Brendan Gallagher, Hemsky. Uh, Ugh, pass. Uh, Placanic, Pacioretty, Andrew Shaw. You can bring him back. Get the band back together. No. We're missing Shut that grit, mouth. folks. Nah. We're missing that grit. <laughs> Saw a guy at Costco wearing a, a Shaw Canadians jersey yesterday. I was pretty excited. Couldn't pull my <laughs> camera out fast enough. <laughs> there was a whole rack of them out at the, the Blackhawks uh, outlet store. Not a not a single one was moving either. Uh, I mean, on defense, what do they got? They got Carl Osner, Jordy Ben, Joe Morrow, Jeff Petrie. Maybe Jeff Petrie? I don't know. Schlemko. I mean, you're not going to get Shea Weber for sure. Yeah, Schlemko's a guy that, uh, if, if you wanted a depth guy, he was the guy that the Hawks actually were looking at um, last year. Um, he's versatile, you know. He's 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 purely a depth guy. I don't know. There's just nothing there. There's nothing there that really I think is worth spending on. Yeah, and, and I'm they're going to want to get something back. Yeah, yeah and I'm not up <laughs> on know? their prospects either, so I don't know what they've even got in the system. So I don't know. That's I guess we'll have to yeah, look there's... more into that. <laughs> That'll be JJ's homework this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go, go research the Canadians organization, their uh, pipeline. Yeah. So. Seabrook for Weber. <laughs> yeah. I would do that deal. I don't know if uh, Mark Bergevin would do that deal. I would do that deal. If Mark Bergevin does that deal, he, he is literally just playing like Brewster's Millions. Uh, that's that's a throwback. I don't know if anyone's going to yeah. get that that reference. Oh, I know that movie. <laughs> uh, who's that? Um, can't think of the actor, but I know the movie. That was Wasn't Richard, it um, Richard Pryor? Uh, yeah, Richard Pryor. Thank yeah, you. And yeah. John Candy. Yep, yep. Yeah, where he had to spend all that money, but he couldn't tell anyone why. Mm-hmm. He had to blow all his money, and then he got That's like right. 10 times the amount. Yeah. It's kind For of like a second that. there, you took me back to Punky Brewster. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is getting this is getting very strange now. <laughs> but uh, let's see. I don't know. That's That pretty much wraps it up as far as Blackhawks talk goes. I don't know. You, gotta, you guys got anything else on the top of your head that uh, you want to talk about? I just hope they don't lose by ten goals to Tampa. Yeah, because we're gonna be right back in the shitter again. Yeah, that's you know that's a, a really good sort of closing topic. I mean, I, to me, this is this is the team Tampa that's really arguably been the best team in the league this year. They play with a lot of speed. They got a lot of firepower up front. They got some you know a couple of really good defensemen. Uh, Vasilevsky's uh, Vasilevsky's playing you know really well. So I, th- I think this is a great litmus test, measuring stick for the Hawks who've beaten a couple of good Eastern conference teams, not perfect, uh, certainly flawed in certain ways, Eastern conference teams the last couple of times out. So now we see, you know, if, if this team's up to this test and typically over the years, these kinds of games, the Hawks show up. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think, cause you know, Tampa Bay's gonna, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see. Yeah. And they got a, they actually have a busy week. Coming up, um, I don't know when we're going to record next. We haven't really decided, but you got Tampa Bay on Wednesday. Uh, then you got uh, Florida on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, then the Monday, the, that following Monday, you have Anaheim and Nashville back to back. And then they wrap up the month uh, a week from Thursday uh, in uh, versus Dallas. So that's pretty much how we end up this month. We'll see. It's going to be a busy 
you yeah. know, weeks, week in a day worth of time there. Would have got five yep. games in there in a week. So lots of reasons for people to visit the rink.com and yes. read all those previews and recaps and uh, angry analyses that, uh, <laughs> find their way there. Angry for sure. <clears throat> Hopefully not too angry. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I think this kind of wraps it up. I think we're uh, we're about it. We're about an hour. So that's about that's about our limit. They got to cut us off. I have one, Kate. I have one last thing. Yeah, I want to sure. urge our I want to urge our listeners to go and visit uh, puckhockey.com. P u c k h c k y. Check out uh, all the uh, great hockey fashion there, um, and uh, use your rink.com the rink discount code, ten percent off, um, and. We are uh, anticipating the rollout soon. I'm not sure exactly when, but soon, of the uh, rink.com uh, signature line from Puck Hockey. Nice. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, that's P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com, and the discount code is the rink. They're uh, all kinds of good stuff. They have, they have the, new, uh, the new shirt. It was uh, Sniper Things. Which is a, yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of a shout out to Stranger Things, which I'm a big fan of, and I think Zoe, you are too. Yes, sir. Yeah, so they, they really had... nailed it. They nailed the uh, the hallmarks, the, you know, the the look of these uh, different uh, things that they do, like sniper things. It really looks like the uh, the titles of Stranger Things. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's like hey, a one more thing. I want to say. I want to say thanks yeah. to Zoe and Pappy. You guys have been incredibly supportive of us during our launch. And, uh, you know, we, we appreciate it immensely. You guys uh, run a great show over at the 312 Sports Mockery. You know, we're big fans, too. And uh, we just really appreciate you guys supporting us. Yeah, just more Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's on me. Nah, you're good. You're all good, man. And we have to have uh, uh, foreign on sometime, too. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, it gets a little too crowded when you got more than four people on. So that's. But I think next time around we'll have him on as well. Oh, uh, just find a brew pub and you'll find him. <laughs> and, and, and he's angry like us, so you know. Oh, he's a very angry little man. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, they, I, I want to just uh, echo what JJ said. Thanks a lot, guys. You guys have been very supportive. Thanks for having me on for your season. You know, preview. That was uh, that was really cool. I really enjoyed doing that. So uh, yeah. Well. Uh, we appreciate it, uh, and I, I don't want to speak for Mark, but, you know, we've been watching closely what you guys are doing over there at therink.com, and, I mean, I just, uh, from one blog to another, we really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, the site looks clean. It looks great. Uh, I've been checking out the puck hockey gear, and I've never actually knew about that site until um, you guys started endorsing it, and all that stuff looks great. I'm Definitely going to be uh, looking out for some Black Friday sales. Maybe get a nice. couple Christmas gifts off there. Nice. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work, boys. Uh, anything we can do to help. And, you know, we'll have you back on sooner rather than later on our end of things. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the work. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And I and I know for my Christmas shopping is going to be going out and getting, like, a three, 312 uh, T-shirt. There you so go. That's, uh, yeah. that, that is on my list. going to rock one of those, too. That will happen. Get one of Get the boy a uh, uh, Let's Tap This Keg shirt. It's good for all six-year-old sons. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, he's got, he was wearing his puck in hospital shirt the other day, so I'm sure all there the other parents were looking at that like, what is this? But, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, well, you can find us all on the popular social media. Uh, it's at The Rink Official. Uh, it's on Facebook, 
uh, Twitter. Uh, we have a Google Plus page. And, oh, boy. Uh, on Facebook, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Google Plus is actually still around, people. Believe it or not, that's breaking news. <laughs> um, you can find the Ringcast account. It's at the Ringcast on Twitter. Uh, I am at Puckett Hostel. John is at J A E C K E L. Our guests today, Mr. Matt Zawaski, is at Southside Zoe. And Mr. Pappy is at Pappy underscore hour. And you guys, I think it's 312 pod. Is that the, uh, the account? Yeah, at 312 pod. At 312 pod. Nice. Yep. Make sure you go there, check that out. Uh, you can, you know, subscribe to that as well. There's room for all of us. <laughs> You're not taking Absolutely. anything away from us. So go over there and support them. Uh, they put on a good show. And, and it's more variety. So there's more, uh, you know, Chicago sports, Bulls, uh, yeah. Sox, Cubs. Yeah. It's not just hockey related. So if you're, you know, a fan of other Chicago sports teams, check them out. They do specialties, you know, sp- special things with, uh, you know, different beat writers for different sports. So there's all kinds of stuff for you guys to listen to over there. Um, and as everyone was saying, you can find all of our content at the-rink.com. Uh, if you get a chance, please head over to iTunes, rate and review us. Any reviews will be read on the air, good or bad. Good ones. <laughs> I'll read all of them. I don't care. I, I could take it. I can. Uh, I can definitely take it. Uh, so you can't. I can't. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll we'll have John do earmuffs when I read those off. Those bad yeah. ones. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, that's it. One last plug. I want to give a shout out to my boy Mike Figueroa from Fig Sig Arts. He lured me into another tattoo this weekend and uh i went out and visited him out in sycamore and uh he, he did an excellent job exceeded was it, a, was it an alex to brickhead butt hat <laughs> it was a number 12 right on my butt yeah for sure <laughs> actually i got a tramp stamp that had this says el gato on it oh nice but yeah he, oh. he always nails it and uh for those of you who don't know he actually has uh, he, he actually kind of specializes in the kind of Blackhawks theme art. So he uh, he did Scott Darling's, a lot of Scott Darling's arm. He did the the Stanley Cup tattoo that Scott Darling had on. He's done like uh, Vinny Henestrosa. He's done Mark McNeil. He's done, I don't know if that's a bad thing, because then Mark McNeil got traded. But uh, he's done Vinny Henestrosa. He's done uh, several Blackhawks and, and Ice Hogs tattoos. He's really good stuff. If you can, you can see him on Instagram, he, you could look at... Uh, shy hawks art or uh fig sig arts uh on instagram or on twitter look him up uh, he does some good stuff but uh that's my boy mike i had to i had to give him a shout out because uh he does good work man and uh he for for very much exceeded what i had uh he sent me over like this little scratch on a sheet of paper He's, he looked at this and i was like i really like this this is really cool i don't think i can make it out tonight though and sure enough i got uh peer pressured into going out there and i come i you know two and a half hours later i come out with another tattoo so but uh yeah if you anyone who wants like a blackhawks theme tattoo i can't recommend anyone else but mike figueroa at fig sig arts so and he cool. actually tattoos out of a parlor it's uh spider tattoos in uh uh sycamore so check him out if you're interested uh john you got anything else you want to plug i got nothing man uh zoe Anything for you? Nope. Just thanks again for having us on. Mark, anything for you? Uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks to uh, the Dash. 
and uh, I'm sorry, the rink. I was thinking about the dash rink. Yeah. No, that's You know, that might be cool. We could call ourselves the dash. Website. No, thanks to the rink and uh, Puck Hockey for uh, having me out. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Of course, man. Well, uh, that's it. So uh, thanks for thanks to everyone for taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen and support us. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And we'll see you next week. So until next week, see you on the rink.